Hello and welcome to Freelance Party Broadcast, the podcast brought to you from Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. I'm Jess and this is Faye. Hello. And each week we quiz an expert with the questions sent in by freelancers. So this week we are joined by Faye Dicker, who you may know as Freelance Mum. (laughs) And Faye, tell us a little bit more about Freelance Mum and what you do. So Freelance Mum was born of my own need of being a freelance voiceover artist and having children and just suddenly having to juggle motherhood around an already bonkers world of freelancing. And initially it started off as me, funnily enough, uh, recording podcasts with fellow mums in businesses because I wanted to build a community. I knew that it was absolutely bonkers, this this juggling act that you have where suddenly you've got little people that you're trying to keep alive and run a business. <laughs> um, and the way initially as a broadcaster by trade that I thought I'd do is, well, I'll do it with my microphone. So I took to the streets of Bristol with a microphone in one hand and a buggy in the other um, and interviewing fellow mums in business, which was really good. That was a really good starting point. But actually, I realised pretty quickly that what we needed was face-to-face networking. So I took a punt and then when my second daughter was born and she was nine weeks old, I launched a freelance mum as we know it today, which is networking face-to-face. And the the yardstick of that is that Suki, my little nine-week-old baby, is now five years old. So whenever I kind of look at that very real timeline and that very real kind of benefit, benchmark of how long it's been going you just think my goodness me this little human being has been in the world throughout all of that process in fact two of them have Um, so freelance mum as you know today is basically child-friendly networking for mums and dads in business it allows you to network in a business focused way but to bring your children and both adults and little people are catered for equally. So you never feel as though, okay, well, we're talking business, but I'm feeling really guilty because my child, meanwhile, is running riot and I'm trying to keep them quiet with a breadstick. Um, <laughs> there's always activities for the children. There's plenty of craft for them. We have a network so you can network and you can get some fresh air. There's always a guest speaker. We always have a buddy for someone at the end if they're new. So we just try and make it as inclusive and as easy as possible for mums at that really bonkers point in their life where you're typically juggling you know motherhood and freelancing typically to preschoolers at that point in the journey though people stay with us for longer so where are you based we're based in Bristol and the networking meetings take place at St Paul's Church in Southall, which is South Bristol. That's on the second Tuesday of the month and at Windmill Hill City Farm, also in South Bristol, on the fourth Friday of the month. And both venues are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is the slightly bigger venue of the two, so we can just run riot. It's quite, it's not unusual to see a toddler sort of heckling a guest speaker while running around on their little trike or something <laughs> like that, you know. And similarly, they say not to work with animals and children. And there we are at Windmill Hill City Farm doing a walk around a farm petting goats with children while having a net walk and talking shop you know in theory it shouldn't work but in practice it does and it's just brilliant yeah definitely so I actually attended one of your events Mm. so on International Women's Day I took the train to Bristol and I came along and it was the brave bold and bonkers yeah and the three speakers were absolutely amazing yeah absolutely brave bold and bonkers I think has sort of inadvertently become my motto 
I really was keen to celebrate International Women's Day pretty much right from the off. I think when Freelance Mum first launched, basically I had more ideas than time. I was almost tripping up myself with ideas. Yeah. But from the off, I was like, we have to celebrate International Women's Day. Um, and in true Freelance Mum style, we make sure that it always fits within a, a Freelance Mum Day. So the event runs from 10 until 2. So that allows you to do drop off if you take your little ones to school and pick them up again. And we hold it actually at Red Maids Junior High School, which is actually the longest independent girls school in the country so that feels really fitting as well mm. and for me what was really important was actually that we should eat together um because normally we're you know we do a lot but we pack it all in and I actually really thought there was some great importance about us taking the time to share a meal together so that's why it straddles that 10 to 2 format but within all of that and the bit that I think you remember Faye is the guest speakers we always have one on brave one on bold and one on bonkers Mm. So we like to celebrate and to showcase their either brave, bold or bonkers story and how they've used that journey or that word has influenced them and some of their decisions. So the meeting that you were at, Faye, where our brave guest speaker was Ginny Adetayo, who was a stand-up paddleboarder. And it was only in her 40s that she discovered that she had this ability to do stand-up paddleboarding and to represent her country in it, which I just found so amazing. hundred you know, percent. Yeah, it was so know. cool. It was just the stories that she was saying, like she mentioned this story about a dolphin that she'd met on her journey. Mm. And it was just like oh my gosh like Jess loves dolphins by the way yeah the bit that stands out for me though that I just think highlights it as a freelance mum she said that um there she was out with to quote her Instagram hall of fame all her heroes were there and she was out on this boat being taken out to then do the long distance like paddleboarding back in and they're about to set off and everyone's taking like selfies of themselves and she picks up her phone and looks at it and it says your school dinner money account is below zero yeah Yeah, that that is so funny you're about to represent your country you look at your phone to take a selfie and you get this text saying there's no money in your school dinner account it's like yes that's what it's like being a freelance mum the reality of life bites every time it's just women at these events you don't have dads there it's funny you should say it because mum is my default word and dads are more than welcome they are positively embraced I think by default we do get more in fact there's no we do we definitely get more mums than dads but dads are always welcome and some days I mean only last Friday we had a day where one mum was really struggling to leave her the house and you know toddler just wasn't playing ball she had a newborn as well and she just said look is it okay if my husband comes now he's not a freelancer at all but as far as I'm concerned it's so flipping hard sometimes leaving the house if you need to bring your husband or your mum as well (laughs) then Mm. do it it's about being really supportive at what is actually a very challenging time yeah I love the idea of these events and having all these kids running riot but also getting like work done as well and networking and are there any projects or collaborations that have happened because of freelance mum who you know they they wouldn't have met if it wasn't for it happens all the time and it's so lovely to hear you ask that I think one of the very first things um, that happened it wasn't necessarily a collaboration but a piece of work that happened was one of my very first guest speakers was the chap Rob Law who um, is the man behind the trunkies you know the little pull along oh, suitcases yeah. they are amazing I remember yeah. watching those on Dragon's Den when yeah. they first went on Dragon's Den and in my true bonkersness at the, at the speaker at the meeting I said why doesn't everyone bring their trunkies we'll form a giant <laughs> trunky trunk 
train, <laughs> which we did. Um, but one of the freelance mums um, who came to the meeting runs a graffitiing workshop um, and graffiti business. Oh, and yeah. he got chatting to her and they went on to graffiti their premises. Trunky's premises are so cool, by the way. They've got like a slide from the top all the way to the bottom. No way. Uh, like, cool. And that was when I first realised that actually people are doing work as well as having a really supportive time and feeling they can share and download. I think one of the biggest success stories for Freelance Mum was probably more recently. And that was some freelance mums who met as a result of Freelance Mum. And one of the conversations that sort of comes periodically back up is co-working spaces that also have childcare facilities as well. Mm. Because sometimes it's just you, you might still need to be able to breastfeed your baby or you just need to be able to drop your child off, but you need to be able to work. And there's various schemes around the country, but as yet there's not one in Bristol. But a group of mums got together off the back of Freelance Mum and actually trialled it for a period. They called it Caboodle and they launched it for a set period of time. It's no longer running, but the fact that they got that idea off the ground and they they tested it for me was a real proud freelance mum moment and it was a it was the first sort of while we've seen lots and lots of offshoots and beautiful collaborations that was the first business within its own entity so that was a real joy to see that's incredible Mm. do you think um i mean you work with so many freelancers all the time they go to the events and you're like surrounded by them do you think it's easier being a parent if you're a freelancer and in this bonkers world of freelancing mm. than it is when you're employed because you can spend more time with your children or, you know, what's your opinion on that? I think there is no such thing as easy parenting in the first answer. I think it's all hard work yeah. and it's how you choose to carve it up and approach it, basically. And it's what ultimately works for you. And at risk of sounding really boring there are pros and cons for both of them I mean the pros for me for freelancing is that it is a lifestyle choice I didn't have x amount of maternity leave and then I had to go back to work and I was forced to do hours that didn't necessarily work and that's just one perception of it by the way it's not necessarily always going to be Mm. that way um for me the pros are it is a lifestyle and that I can drop the girls at school and I can pick them up the very obvious cons of that is that frequently when you know children get sick if they have five sick days a year as the freelancer and as the mother I am typically the one who will pick up the slack and working wonky hours can be hard Mm. um now the girls are both at school basically between three o'clock in the afternoon until bedtime which is going to be at the very latest you know sort of a very early sorry 7 30 that sweep is out the window so you know in a working day that's frustrating because I will then sit down again and work again in the evening. And I don't, I don't mind doing that. I don't mind working in the evenings, but I don't want that to be the perceived norm. And that's the way I do it every time. So I don't think there's any such thing as one version is easier than the other. The other benefits are things like, you know, a couple of years ago, suddenly the school decided to say it's the nativity play, you know, with no, just not enough notice. And it was a freelance mum day. And that was, I was really torn, but I just thought, well, Faye, you're your own boss here and you're going to have to pull back and reschedule that meeting because I want to go to the school nativity. Mm. Whereas there'll be other mums and dads who would be going to your, you know, your regular workplace and actually they can't wriggle out of that. Yeah. And they, they would miss out on the school nativity and those other precious moments. So there is 
no one thing that fits better. There are perceived things, I'm sure, from both sides of the fence that you might think, Blumenek, I wish that I I had paid sick pay and paid maternity pay. And Mm. those things would have been rather lovely, definitely, at different points in the journey. Um, But I think for the most part, it works for me and my rather bonkers setup. I love the word bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) You hear it a lot when you talk to me about this. (laughs) I'm still mind blown is that you started this up when, was it Suki, sorry, your daughter? Yes. Amazing name, by the way. I love that name. (laughs) What does Suki mean? Do you know, I don't know. I think it means flipping bonkers second child. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think there's, is there a model called Suki Waterhouse? Yeah, I've heard the name. Love the name Suki. But, um, Nine weeks old, you started. Yeah, I was literally breastfeeding and I had not thought it through at all. So I was breastfeeding and I was wearing a dress. Um, so I had a baby in one arm <laughs> while trying to simultaneously shake hands with another. But unfortunately, <laughs> I was sort of hitching my dress all the way up. And I remember thinking, oh, oh fair, you should have rethought this one through. No, and, um, it was amazing. Yeah, and, and there's also a wonderful photo of both girls when Suki was, I think she was five months and Jemima was two nearly two and a half which in itself is just bonkers anyway and we're at a freelance mum meeting and it was one of my really proud accomplishments that one of the guest speakers was the business editor from the local newspaper and we're sitting on a newspaper on a newspaper we're sitting on a parachute um (laughs) in this business meeting and Suki is five months old sitting there with her mouth wide open I've obviously palmed off Jemima my two-year-old with a big piece of chocolate cake her (laughs) her face is just covered in chocolate cake and I'm just like my eyes are all fixed on this guest speaker and that photo just sums up that moment in time I was really holding it all together the thing that kept going through my head when I was launching it was that saying if not now then when and I also then asked myself if not you then who and I couldn't not do it and I really felt it was my calling and I very much felt really that in actual fact I needed to do it to survive because it was so hard being a a freelancer, trying to fit it all in. And I needed to find people who I could identify with. Mm. And I knew I just couldn't be the only one. And the only way I could do it was by putting it out there. And whenever I make a decision now about something new, I go back to the very first meeting where I don't know, I had a Facebook page with a a few likes. It wasn't the point we're at today. Mm. I certainly didn't have a newsletter and I just was spreading it word of mouth and through other friends. And 15 people turned up to that meeting. Mm. And now when I ever make a big decision, I think, look at what you did when you were so raw and fresh and it was just an idea and 15 people turned up. And if you can do that back then with nothing but raw energy and enthusiasm, then really truly you can make anything happen that's so great I love that that motivation how many people do you have now then if it was 15 at the start so now I think we've got a membership we changed the membership over that's why I sound a bit wonky in my answer um (laughs) so we have about 50 in the membership at the moment so that was a big decision that I made um earlier this year in that it had always been a pay-as-you-go model and you could become a member which then almost in effect gave you discounts to the meetings but it was a very wonky way of looking at at building a business I suppose you could say and arguably I hadn't set out to build a business I'd set out to build a community which is why at first it was a real token gesture amount to turn up to these meetings but I quickly realized that actually you know a fiver wasn't cut it um that was barely covering the room hire let alone the craft for the children let alone the milk for the tea and the coffee and the brownies you know all these bits that soon add up and it's really hard actually when you are passionate about something 
putting a price to it because it makes you feel as though, oh gosh, am I, does, do I look as though I'm being dishonorable? Do I look as though actually I'm out for the money? And actually, no, I'm, you're not out for the money. You're out to, to make your business to be sustainable, to genuinely build it for your community. And so earlier this year, I was at a point where with a an almost heavy heart, I was going to, and I never announced it, I was going to have to pull one of the meetings because I just thought, I just can't keep doing this. I just can't keep doing this for, you know, not a great deal of money, shall we politely say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I had a guest speaker who actually offered to mentor me, a chap from Get Set for Growth. And he he was really good and he just looked at the whole business model and he said, Faye, your, your offerings, it's really clear. The best bits that you offer are the mothership, which is our closed Facebook group, um, and your meetings. He said, they are by far the best, but you need to value those things and you need to make it a price which gives you access to both of those things in equal measures. So we announced this in March in order to make it fair for everyone. We made it free to everyone in April, which at that point I literally thought I'm jumping off a cliff. But hey, I've got (laughs) nothing to lose. And in May, we then rolled out this new membership. So it's now £15 a month. And that gives you access to everything, all your meetings, the mothership, the community around you. So um, yeah, that's where the numbers are about 50. Uh, We have, I don't know, on all our Bizarrely, on all our social media platforms, we have pretty much the same number, which is a funny thing. Um, And of course, we have a wider following if you're to look at newsletters and so on. But in terms of you're just going to look at the nuts and bolts, at the moment, there's about 50 of us that come to the meetings. Brilliant growth. Yeah. So what's the mothership? I want to know more about that. So the mothership (laughs) is our closed Facebook group and it's for the freelance mum members only. And we have daily focus questions and it's a really safe place for you to carry on your conversations. So you can connect with other people, you can ask whatever you want on freelancing matters, on mothering matters. Um, And I think the great thing is, is that you are on the same page as fellow freelancers. And we give it to freelance mum members only because we think that's a really core part of our offering. And there was a time where the mothership was open to anybody who was a freelancer or a freelancing mum or parent. But we decided that actually in part of our offering of the membership, there's obviously different ways you can always run groups, but the way that we felt the best way to offer that as part of our packaging and our offering was to keep that closed and as part of the freelance mum membership. So it's a, it's a really cool place to hang out. Yeah, definitely. So you are one of the two groups that's going to be launched in Freelance Corner on the platform. So how are you currently using it and what do you plan on doing with it? It's a really great question, actually. And it's great, especially when I've got the mothership, which is quite clearly part of the freelance mum offering. And I've had to be really clear in my head that these are two different things. They're both two amazing things, but in two separate ways. And it's really important that we have a place where we can coexist on a bigger platform as well. Mm. Because obviously there are freelancers and freelance mums that are from further afield than just the Southwest. And in fact, I frequently get asked, oh, Faye, can you launch a group over here? And I'm like, oh, if only I could. At some point, you know, that, that may happen. But until then... I think it's vehicles like Freelance Corner that allow you to keep growing that community, allowing people to identify with you at that part in in their journey to come on board and to join that corner. And for me, Freelance Corner, it's a really safe, friendly place. I see it personally as it's sitting somewhere between LinkedIn and Facebook. 
it feels more relaxed than LinkedIn. And that's with no disrespect to LinkedIn. But of all the platforms, actually, that's the one that I don't identify with. Funnily enough, don't tag me on it. It makes me feel a bit icky. Um, <laughs> it's one of those ones. But hey, that it works for others, but it doesn't work for me. But Freelance Corner, I think it has softer edges to it, but also remaining really professional. So for example, this week, there's something that I was looking at and I thought, I really liked that. And it was a piece about making bread bread baking while working at home. And for me, I really identified it because it's even if I don't get around to baking the bread, it's part of one of the things that I would like to think that I can do as a freelancer. I don't actually personally aspire to having my own um, office or premises out of the home. I like the fact that I can work from home, that I can do bits and pieces. I want a lifestyle job. I like the idea of being able to voice a corporate script and then going and kneading the dough and then <laughs> voicing someone telephone on holds and then picking up the girls from school and then putting a few posts in the mothership and then maybe posting a podcast in Freelance Corner. For me, that is the freelance lifestyle that I aspire to. Mm. And at the moment, Freelance Corner, that chimes with me. But likewise, you could tap into something that might be more, I don't know, business or professional related. And those are the bits that I can pick up on without feeling unprofessional for also secretly quite liking the post about making bread. <laughs> so that was actually my post about making <laughs> bread. Well done, I you. know. Yeah, that was um, about, I think that's quite interesting for freelance mums as well, because you can be at home and you could like need some bread go do something else yeah. need, need some dough even then um put it in the oven and then when it comes out you've got this lovely mm. dinner for when or snack for when kids come home from yeah. school it's lovely but no that is it freelance corner is for in equal measures those lovely bits of just lifestyle yeah. fun things to do that you can only do when you're a freelancer really but also the more serious things yeah but a lot of our listeners, because we're on, you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, don't know Freelance Corner. They haven't mm. been online. And if you could kind of explain to the listener what a corner is, what kind of thing you do. So a corner is, in short terms, it's a group. Um, and much like you might find in Facebook groups. I mean, for me personally, when I go to Facebook, I now try to only go to my groups. So I might belong to my child's class page and I might belong to a voiceover page. And of course, I belong to the mothership. Mm. I dip into those groups instantly. I get what I want and then I go. In a similar way, Freelance Corner, you've got groups that you're instantly going to get your hits from. I've been chatting to Carl Reader. He's great. and um, <laughs> calls himself a business translator. Brilliant. You know, he's just... Uh, Carl is one of these people who he's just like almost like an unlikely business translator but that's what makes him so good at what he does he says it like it is and you need someone who's like actually I don't get this explain it you know let's not turn this make this more complicated than it needs to sound and that's what you'll get when you go to Carl's corner and similarly in freelance mum corner if you just want to say well I really don't think I've got it today any advice on this when it comes to childcare or, okay, how did you make it work for you or any advice on benefits or, you know, you can go there and you can get that advice. But of course, it's not in any way diluting or detracting from the mothership for, for me and my lovely lot. In fact, it's adding to it because we can then feel part of a bigger platform. Um, I think it's a real badge of honour and a real pride that we can feel part of this wider platform. Of course, there's going to be days where actually you just want to you want to talk to a fellow freelance mum, but also while you're there on within Freelance Corner, 
or even the freelance mum corner, you might pick up on something else that's is actually really useful to you in that journey. And that isn't going to make you feel a bit icky and make you think, oh, flipping heck, I haven't updated that profile. Just a useful bit of information that you can glean up on uh, in a really easy user friendly way. I find that also on Freelance Corner, you've got that feed where you can also procrastinate a little bit as well. Because we've made it so there's almost that office chit chat that you can also speak with other freelancers, but find your way of having a conversation that doesn't have to be, okay, so you do this, I do this, can we collaborate? It's a little conversation that you would have in a day-to-day job, essentially. Yeah, like about I'm a celeb or whatever's on the telly. Yeah. You know, we, we you can just talk about that as well. You can post memes. You can do yeah. what you want if you're not working. And also there's enough if you are. It's quite <laughs> nice as well. I, the thing that I found that I was using over the weekend in particular, um, and because, you know, it, it's nice to get to know people in a platform. You get to know a little a different side of them mm. was the checking in. Um, and I start my... Saturday every morning with a swim at the Lido at seven in the morning um, because that is the, the it was the easiest way to do it with two little children with... it's so cold outside <laughs> but it's like I call it the Lido download it's so good for my head like swimming in cool water it's particularly good at this time of the year and you go out you know you leave the house at dark o'clock and you have a swim you come back in time for the rest of the family weekend and it's ace that's lovely yeah and I thought actually that's a bit that people don't necessarily know about me but I can just pop that in as a check-in and you know people get to know about what people do I took the girls to see the Lion King at the weekend I thought I'll pop that in as well and I nearly didn't because I thought is that unprofessional I thought well I am a freelance mum that is who I am and that is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and actually someone else might say you might say actually god that that music was amazing um and it's just about identifying with what we do in different ways shapes and forms it's starting conversations isn't it even if it's got nothing to do with work like that bread recipe as you say I posted that knowing full well it had nothing to do with tax or how Mm. to save for later life Mm. but it was equally important because it's just something to get you thinking or talking or doing and And I think it's about reminding ourselves certainly for me as a freelance mum why I choose to be a freelancer and not have a day where I'm like oh do you know what blow this for a laugh I'm just going to go and get a job because sometimes (laughs) that can feel easier sometimes you think I'm just busy I'm a busy fool I think we can all have days like that. You just mm. think it's that, that wonderful quote about um, you need to work like you're not a mother and mother like you haven't got a job. Um, and it's like sometimes you can feel like, oh, my goodness, I'm trying to be a 1950s housewife here. I'm trying to also do the Christmas fate while provide this outfit, while also do the, the class teachers whip round, while also, you know, deliver on so many counts. And sometimes you think I'm a busy fool and other days you think I'm going to look at that bread recipe even if I don't make bread today I'm going to Mm -hmm. allow myself 10 minutes to indulge in it and just remind myself why I'm doing this why I have elected to have a freelance mum life and not have a Monday to Friday nine to five you couldn't make bread in the office (laughs) no other you're quite well you could but it'd be intriguing wouldn't it (laughs) don't mind me just just need the dough just get into the microwave please yeah Yeah, I reckon our bosses would have something to say (laughs) Um, so we have some case studies so people wrote when we um, put on Twitter that we were talking to you we had a fair few um, people send in questions for you. And the first one is from Lenora, who's a freelance journalist. And she says, when I work from home, I always put a cartoon on for my child to watch and I feel guilty, but I need to get work done. 
Is there any way of being able to work and play with my child at the same time? The first thing I have to say is that mother's guilt never leaves you. So, you know, try and to a certain extent park that mother's guilt. Um, I think that's quite an important thing. And mother's, mother's guilt will always bite you on the bottom from the moment your baby is born. And I think that it's really important to recognise that we don't need to feel guilty for the fact that we are working. We are still present. Sometimes I'm quite open with my daughters and I say, you know, mummy's just replying to an email. You've just got to give me 10 minutes. And I try and explain that really clearly because I think the clearer understanding your child has that mummy's working, that you are working, that helps. Obviously, if you have a day where it's wall-to-wall television, that's not great. And that doesn't happen every day by a long stretch. And we don't aim for that. But I think explaining that really clearly can help. It's about striking that balance as best you can and try not to beat yourself up. You are giving far more than you probably realise and you are doing. But if that one thing that your child actually really wants you to be and do in that moment and If it really, really is that they want a mummy cuddle while watching CBeebies, then maybe pick a different way in which to buy yourself that half hour window. I think the only thing I could add to that is that my mum was a freelancer when I was growing up. And I I was very aware that my mum was working from home and at some point she would have to go and work in the office and I'd be playing with my brother or whatever, we'd be fine. Mm. And I went into school and there were... You know, I'd tell my mum works, I'd be very proud of it. And there were other girls that were like, oh, no, my mums don't have jobs. Mm. You know, they, they don't work. Mm. And and that's absolutely a fine choice. I'm not criticising that at all. But I was so proud to say that, oh, no, my mum does work. Mm. And, you know, she does this job. So I think there's that as well. I'd say to Lenora or any mums listening that that guilt, it will go, I think, when your child is old enough that they respect you know you're a woman you're a good example to me completely and I think the other thing is that you are as you say really you're a role model and that's one of the things that I love about freelance mum is that and I hadn't really it wasn't it was like a happy byproduct really of freelance mum wasn't the thing that I set out to do but actually in creating freelance mum where mums in business bring their children along and children are seeing mums are happy in the thing they have chosen to do for a living and that they see us connecting with other mums in business and doing really good things. My eldest daughter, Jemima, she said, mummy, you know, so many mums with really cool jobs. And I was like, oh, what I like Jemima, just wondering what she'd picked up on. And she said, oh, you know, a beekeeper, you know, an artist. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And it's not to say those professions didn't exist without freelance mum but she's got to hear about them actually from a really young age yeah and that's the thing that I love about the freelance mum world mm. as you say you can still be a role but there's different you know we all do it in different ways and it's ultimately what works for you but those are the bits that I like and I identify with and yeah that they can see and they can be part of it it's funny when I put on my freelance mum t-shirt to go on a freelance mum day they're like oh it's freelance mum today can I come Aww. you know and they, they, they can't now because they go to school yeah but they love it and Jemima still remembers the crafts that she did at freelance mum you know you just think oh yeah I made this um blow rocket didn't I mummy but it didn't work at first you're like whoa that stayed with you (laughs) before we go um because we're just running out of time but I I saw this photo of you online Faye showed me actually it's my favorite photo I'm dying to know which one it is I I need to explain your bike oh yeah (laughs) 
tell our listeners about your bike. Well, I absolutely <laughs> love my bike. So I'm pleased that you've asked that question. So I cycle the girls to school on a cargo bike, which is Danish. And if you're wondering what a cargo bike is, it's if you picture one of those like ice cream cellars where so it's a trike in actual fact, you've got one wheel at the back, two at the front with this great big box in between the two wheels. And in that box sit my two girls. And of course, in Denmark and Holland, where it's flat, that is the standard mode of transport for mums and dads ferrying their children around. In fact, they've actually got a problem, can you believe? And that everyone uses them so much outside supermarkets, they need bigger cargo bike stands. So I cycle the girls to school in this cargo bike, which is ace, um, because we sort of lived that funny midpoint distance where it was too far for them to walk when they were really little. And I certainly wasn't going to take the car, so I cycled. And great that you should ask about it, because as I love my bike so much and I feel like a child every time I cycle it honestly I feel so (laughs) exhilarated but because I love my bike and I love freelance mum for Christmas a couple of years ago I asked for my freelance mum logo to be put on my bike so my freelance mum logo is on my bike and someone actually came to freelance mum because of the bike really yeah so she met me in the playground and came up and said excuse me are you the person who does freelance mum and I was like yes I am please come so she came off the back of the cargo bike with the freelance mum logo on so yes I certainly don't um you know you can't miss me in the school playground put it that way (laughs) brilliant (laughs) oh my gosh well Sally that's all we can talk about for today but thank you so much Faye for coming along absolute pleasure and I'm sure that your advice is going to go way further than freelance corner Remember, you can find out more about the podcast and exciting content on freelancecorner.co.uk. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from. Tune in next week as we speak to another expert on an issue important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye.